Throughout our history, humankind has looked to understand the world around us, to define, taxonomize, and scientate. But some secrets have defied the cold scalpel of knowledge. These dark mysteries still reside within the Mind Trench with your guide, Rob Bollocks. G'day, Rob. How good are morning. you? I'm very well, thank you. That is good to hear. Right. Now, right. get right into this. I do like the International Space Station. We do. We're, we're fans of space here on Breakfast. They do some very interesting things. Now, this week, amongst their suppliers for upcoming experiments, they included microbes capable of eating plastic. We've actually talked about these microbes a little while ago. I don't we really have, remember. I remember the plastic-eating microbes. And a crop of space tomatoes. Get out. Now, this is what actually drew me to the story because okay. I just saw space tomatoes and I <laughs> went straight for it. Sign me up. Exactly. Now, I'm sure there's a B-grade 1950s science fiction film called The Attack of the Killer Space Tomatoes. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully... Right. So, anyway, researchers are hopeful the plastic-eating microbes, which are Pseudodominus putida... Sorry, say that one again. Pseudodominus putida. Sounds like something Harry Potter would say, doesn't it? That's Mr. Putida to you. Yeah. um, uh, They're hoping they can develop in zero gravity and high UV UV radiation environment and are hoping it might strengthen them, which would be good for both future space missions as well as attempts to slow down pollution on Earth. Now... I read that and I wrote that down. I thought that was really quite interesting. I thought, well, hang on a minute. Easy. You don't need them if you don't take plastic into space, for one thing. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? But I'm sure they need plastic on the space station for something. I mean, like, plastic has got useful purposes. But, but these are like tiny little microbes. If they were, like, the size of tortoises, I could understand it. Do you know what I mean? Space plastic-eating tortoises just yeah, swimming yeah. around in space just like Pac-Man munching on bits of plastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, they break down the plastic, they produce something I can't pronounce, which is a nylon monomer that can be made into fabric as well. Oh, nice. I, did, I didn't I did even write it down because I They give the little turtle a needle and a thread and <laughs> yeah. they get him to make clothes as well. Yeah, so that's really quite interesting. And plus, right now, the space tomatoes, yes. they're actually called red dwarf miniatures. Get which out. Are, they are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a sense of humour. As they are, no, they're actually part of an ongoing experiment aimed at growing healthy food in micro and zero gravity environments using only artificial light lighting. I mean, that's cool. What is the what's the point of that? Well, it's to feed you if you're going to space. Sick. But well, I don't know. Recent work focused on leafy greens like spinach, but now they um, now the project is l- looking at larger products like red fruit which is a tomato is a fruit it, is indeed. Um, it takes 104 days growth period from seed to finished food on oh, no, that's you know what i mean 104 days it's, an, it's a long tomato to make, to make a tomato yeah that i mean how long does a normal earth tomato take to make if you broke earth it into tomato. days an earth tomato someone's gonna know what's yeah can the, you let us know what's the gestation period of a tomato um, in the earth's so, yeah, atmosphere um, Again, you know, it's really great, but I don't know, maybe they're just mucking about up there a bit too much. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I, I quite like the idea of you do all this intense training. You spend yeah. your whole, like, you know, astronaut career not even knowing if you'll actually get to space. Yeah. And then you get strapped into the, you know, the, the rocket and they're counting you down. And then you're finally up there and they're like, right, well, what are we going to do while we're up here? We're going to try to grow some yeah. tomatoes. 
Um, now, I think last year it's when they had baby jellyfish and tardigrades up there. Um, now, I don't know if they're still Honestly, there. Honestly, they are just having a laugh up there, aren't they? They're yeah, just mucking around. Um, now, talking to tardigrades, another new species was found a week or so ago. Oh, yes. Tardigrade watch. In sand, grade, in sand dunes in Rokua National Park in Finland. Now, Ooh. it joins an elite group of tardies. That's what we call them in the game. We need, we need like, a, a special tardigrade watch sting uh, at this point. That, uh, that contains um, there's only four other species... I mean, there's 1,100 species, but only four other species like this, and they're characterised by reduced legs, that means less, that's the right way to put it, less and legs. claws for adapting in sand and soil living. Now, new species are being found everywhere, and I think it was in 2019 a new species was discovered in a car park in Japan. <laughs> right? Wow. So they're everywhere. Now, I've got a mission. If, if you've got kids at Christmas and you're looking for something to do, go out and find a new species. Yeah, good idea. That's a great idea. Um, just stay in the shadows, stay out in the sun, you know, wear a hat and all that. If you, if and go find some tardigrades. Find some tardigrades. And How can, would you recommend people go about finding tardigrades, Rob? Well, it, just look somewhere it's mossy. If, yeah, you are the resident tardigrade expert here. Well, what, what are you looking for? Remind us of what a tardigrade looks well, like. Well, they look they're beautiful little things. They <laughs> just look like they made out of puff pastry. Yeah, I don't actually, know what it's about. That's so them. true. Yeah. I just love them. Just get a big magnifying glass. And some moss. And some moss. And just have a look. If you're into it, just check them out. I will get, I'll be getting a, like, a starter kit. Um, I'm talking at a warehouse at the moment. Are we going to try to get it out for Christmas? Rob's you know? patenting. <laughs> exactly. In, in, in less than four weeks, Rob's going to come out with his own line of tardigrade finding gear. Yeah, I just, I'd just be something really good to do and we could name it. Yeah, if anyone finds a tardigrade over Christmas, yeah. you can give us a call. We yeah. can talk about it on the radio and you can name it. So that's a challenge Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. I quite yeah. like the idea of that. We could have a breakfast tardigrade. Yeah. That, now that would be good. Yeah. That, talk about a mascot. Yeah. Breakfast tardigrade. Okay, I'm into it. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, that's it. It you was d- quite interesting. Your poem list today, but you have picked us a good song. What's the track I you've certainly picked have, for this us? This is called Poor Moore, and this is um, Yard Act with Mad Professor. And if anybody missed it, Rob had a very fantastic chat with Yard Act yeah. on the weekend, which yeah, was Jones. played out on Plato's Retreat, and it's up in the B-Casts, yeah. so go check it out. And Yeah, he's he's actually, uh, Mad Professor is doing the whole Overload album. Wow. He's remixing it, and this... Is called Paul Moore and it's just beautiful.
good tune, Rob. It's brilliant. I'm so looking forward to seeing them at Laneway. They're going to be awesome. Yard Act playing at Laneway, first show in New Zealand. This is their track, uh, remixed by the Mad Professor. It's called Poor More. What a what a cool thing to be able to. Yeah. We were just saying to just casually have Elton John and uh, the Mad Professor as yeah. fans of your work is a pretty big deal, I'd say. And us. And us, of course, the third, the yeah. third in that tr- uh, trio there. The Mind Trench with Rob Wallace, only on ninety five BFM. In in my dream. 